All right. Riz and Guru, we are back. It's Thursday, May 14th. And uh, we're going to continue our uh, segments of sleepers, breakouts, and bust. Uh, we did sleepers yesterday. We're going to do breakouts uh, with tonight's podcast. How's it going over there, Guru? It's very weird doing an evening uh, podcast. Uh, you know, yesterday was a, a late night, uh, three-hour marathon of uh, Survivor, so that was uh, fantastic to watch. But uh, I'm doing really well. It was a beautiful day today. Uh, you know, I'm uh, excited to keep talking about football because uh, I, I think the NFL is still pressing on, and there's a lot of different plans being discussed. Uh, you know, I know you and I talked a little bit about this earlier in the day. We're going to talk about you know, maybe making some provisions in case the season has some surprises for everybody. So uh, we don't know. It could be a 12 or a 14 or a 16-game schedule. So that's something that we're going to we're gonna uh, maybe talk about. And, you know, we've mentioned this before. Um, send us your emails. Uh, you know, obviously, we're on, we're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. Uh, but it's guruandwiz at gmail.com. We're looking for other, other topics that you want us to talk about. But uh, tonight, like you said, we're going to be talking about some breakouts. And it's a, it's a, cool, it's a cool thing to be discussing. Yeah, it is, and there's a difference between sleepers and, and breakouts. Um, so I, I guess you know we'll we'll do something similar to what we did yesterday in terms of uh, what's when you hear the phrase breakout player, or you see that as you know uh, you know somebody's list of breakout players, and and uh, along the lines of just the terminology of it. What what's your definition of a breakout player as it relates to fantasy football for the upcoming season? Yeah, now, now sometimes this can be a rookie that that you know really bounces into the in, into the scene and and makes a strong effort to start, but generally it's someone that's probably in their second or third year uh, of being a professional football player. And they've made some strides along the way. Perhaps a situation has changed, um, or, or maybe you started to see an ascension of this player uh, at the end of the last year. And it's a player who we think, or I think, will potentially leap into or, or into the higher echelon of players uh, at his position for the first time. So it's it's pretty much for me, it's a dramatic increase in that person's in that player's performance from the previous year. So. Usually, I would say for a running back or a wide receiver, a tight end, maybe a guy that, you know, six, seven hundred yards, and they take that next leap up to the kind of above a thousand yards receiving, a thousand yards rushing, that sort of thing. You know, maybe go from somebody catching like 40 or 50 balls to, to going to a 70 or 80 catch guy. And even, and for quarterbacks, for, for a quarterback to make that step up, maybe the offense was conservative early on, and it looks like that things are going to open up for that player. So I'll give you a couple of examples, and that's the way I think about the break breakout uh, player. Yeah, so I mean, <clears throat> yesterday I, I said I think when it comes to sleepers, you could just insert insert the word value. Who's a value pick? And you you talked about that a little bit as well yesterday. A player in a snake or serpentine draft that uh, you think uh, falls to you uh, at a at a at a good value where he is in terms of rounds, and then a player in an auction draft that you'll get at a cheap price, but. It's definitely different for a breakthrough player. I guess when I hear the you know the the, the term breakthrough player, it's like uh, a, you know a player in a group of. 
players at a certain position that you know I feel uh, whoever you know is uh, you know is is handicapping the upcoming season. But the way I view it is, you know, just a player at, at a specific position who is going to maybe leapfrog and either move to the you know uh, from the middle to more of the top five or ten at the position, or you know really progress from the year before. So let me let me ask you this as a different part of it. What kind of profile would you put on a breakthrough player? In other words, is there a profile? Is it a certain position? Could it be all positions? Is it kind of like a year three or four player that you think the lights switch is is ready to turn on? What kind of profile is there associated with a breakthrough player if you have a profile in mind? Yeah, for me, it's a little bit less. Um, it's a little bit less of a veteran role for me. It is definitely someone who's going to come onto the scene in a, in a more aggressive way after a kind of a quiet start to their career. So for me, it's less likely to be a veteran player that's been in the league like six to eight years, um, it, it's more likely to be someone who, who's in a good situation. Like I said, maybe, maybe they've risen on their position in the depth chart. Maybe they've made that stronger impression uh, as the year went on last year. So I think of it as somewhere of that player in the two to four year range who's ready to take that next step up in their career. And for me, position, it can be any position. It could be even a defense um, or, or, or a kicker who's on, who, who's in a better situation because the offense is starting to transform a little bit. So but I, I think of it, though, more more likely in, in the in the quarterback, tight end, running back and receiving positions. But two to four years is kind of my sweet spot for those type of players. And, and there could be a lot of mitigating factors that goes into a player that you think is going to have a breakout type of season, right? It it can be a wide receiver that now has a tremendous upgraded quarterback. It could be a quarterback that now has whose team has elite receivers. It could be a running back that now has an elite offensive line. So you may be thinking about the player, but it's not just based on the player's skill. In most instances, there are mitigating circumstances, reasons around the player, um, why you feel he's going to have a potentially uh, breakout season. Would that, would you agree that that would go into your thinking as well? Oh, absolutely. I mean, so like, and again, a coaching change, um, depth chart switch, uh, Offensive uh, theory changes a little bit, all those sort of things, and I think there's a num- Those are the factors that I kind of think about the most. So I definitely agree with that statement. Yeah, and uh, and we talked about yesterday a little bit about like how many sleeper players you have, you know, on your list, or you're thinking about going to the season, and like ideally, uh, how many of those players would you like to have on your team. And uh, would you say that in terms of breakout players, it would be the kind of the same in terms of numeric value of how many players you'll have on your list is, you know, the same as sleepers? Is it likely to be more, uh, fewer? You know, when it comes to breakout players in your experience in fantasy football, would you say in comparison to sleepers, where would that number be uh, heading into yeah, usually for me, it's probably compromised of a list of somewhere between five and ten players. And yeah, so it's it's relatively it's relatively the same. And um, 
here's what I find interesting about, you know, breakout players coming into a fantasy season. Unlike sleepers that you like or I like, you know, you go into the season and you're thinking you're going to get a few of them, uh, and, and you'll pick and choose based on value and dollar amount depending on what type of draft you're in. But if you're in a auction league draft or even a snake draft, a serpentine draft where you, you know, you're, you're, you're selecting picks, would you say that you could be in a situation where one of these breakout players will make or break your season, that you will be willing to, and certainly not in the same case as a sleeper player, have you found yourself in a position that you'll die on your fantasy hill for a couple or one or two specific players that you feel breakthrough, must have, this is the year, I'll pay extra, I'll pick an early, a round earlier to get those players. Would you say that in, in terms of a strong opinion on a breakthrough player, you'll, you'll be willing to, 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 to really die on the fantasy hill for those type of players? Actually, I, I can say yes. So I, I can relish in this actual situation because I go back to 2018 and I happen to be extremely high on Patrick Mahomes for a number of different reasons. You know, forget the fact that I drafted him in a keeper league to start the season, you know, when Alex Smith was still there. But I really, uh, I love the fact that I got criticized when I was helping a couple of Aussie friends of mine out in, in a, I, I'm, I'm kind of a, I'm, I'm kind of like their, uh, their guru and help them out in, 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 advisor, in an advisory way. Like a jelly in uh in the analyze this, you're, you're the consigliere, is that right? <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah, or, yeah, or Tom it. Hayden in The Godfather. And, you right. know, okay. I'll never forget this. So this is with a bunch of former work colleagues. It's a great situation. They're in, they're in a serpentine draft. It's Labor Day weekend. They call me at 9 o'clock in the morning. I'm taking a run down to the beach. They're rushing. They tell me what position they're picking. What do we do? You got to let us know what's going on. I said, no matter what. I said, we're going to take Pat Mahomes in the first three or four rounds of this serpentine draft. And they're looking at their sheets and they say, this guy's all the way down. He's like a, he's like rated number 18th or 20th quarterback. I said, I don't care. I said, this is the guy you want to take. And I made sure I got Patrick Mahomes in 2018 in as many leagues as I could. You, you sniped me, of course, um, because I was dumb enough to have my partner talk me into not keeping the player at, uh, I guess it was 3 or $4. You managed to pay up to 14 for him, and you still own him in our dynasty league. And I was so sure that this player was going to break out, and I made sure I had him in every league other than the one you had him in. And you know what? At the end of the day, it was probably my most successful fantasy year ever because I happened to be right on that. Now, I'll give you an example when I'm wrong on something. But that was a player where I went all in on no matter what. I was getting him in whatever league, in serpentine drafts. I didn't care if people were rolling their eyes. I was picking that player early, and I was paying up for him no matter what in an auction league. Yeah, I told you. Yeah, I mean, you 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 drafted him. In, you drafted him at the two. You drafted him in the 2017 rotisserie yep. fantasy draft that we had, uh, and you got him for uh, you know in, a, in an auction league for a dollar. Uh, your partner didn't want to keep him on the bench all year, so he ended up dropping and picking up, dropping him. Two then times I cut guy, this guy. <laughs> 
Yeah, and then you elected not to keep him for some reason, you know, the following year. He wasn't one of your four players. And then as soon as your, you know, the keeper list were announced for our league, I said to myself, I don't know what else is going to happen, but I'm not leaving that this upcoming draft without Pat Mahomes. So I paid $14 for him. So we, we kind of had the same view on the same player that year. But to the point of my question, you know, you gave Mahomes as an example, but if you have a strong view on a handful of breakthrough players, as far as you're concerned, that could be a make or break point of the draft for you. You're willing to pay extra if you have such a strong conviction on the player. And, you know, that's something that, you know, I think a lot of people are not willing to do is take a stand and, you know, live or die with, you know, a handful of players that you have strong views on. And, um, you know, when you go into a fantasy draft and you have those handful of players, are you saying to yourself, okay, I'm leaving with, you know, one or two of these guys and if it's going to cost more, so be it? Yeah, definitely the case. Look, I I would use the analogy of you're kind of like a stock picker. You're you you are trying to you are trying to find that breakout stock. You know, you're trying to find that Google or Amazon. And you know, we used uh, Mahomes from a few years ago. I would say last year, mentally, I went into these drafts and I looked at a guy like Aaron Jones and I said, I'm getting Aaron Jones in as many leagues as I possibly can get him. And there's going to be different variables of when that player goes in a, in a roto league or how much he's going to cost in, a, in an auction league. But yes, I went into most leagues last year saying, I want Aaron Jones on every one of my rosters. And that was that. Yeah, so it's it's a, it's a little bit different. And, you know, a, a lot of times when breakthrough players, the reason why you may get into these competitive bids is it's a lot of times a player that's fairly well-known or fairly well thought of, but you think he's going to take it to the next level uh, at whatever position that is. So that's why I think, you you know, in that type of situation, people to get into more competitive bids than sleepers. It's kind of a projection where somebody may have him in the top 10, 15, or 20, but you feel still, even though he's ranked that high, I think he's going to, you know, move up and he's going to be become an elite player. And like you said, uh, it could be any position. Do you find yourself uh, that you look at the breakthrough player and, and, and that player seems to be at a specific position or is it kind of random for you? It's kind of random for me, you know, so I'll go, I'll look at kind of what I think are going to be breakout players at each position and kind of put little marks next to those names. Look, I'm going to do my research on what's going on. I'm not just going to randomly throw something against the wall. There's going to be a lot of work that goes into into the decision. And and look, for every guy that you're right about, I can list a bunch of guys that I've been wrong about that I thought were going to be breakout players that teased me. And look, look, it just didn't work out, whether it was the player failed me or maybe there was an injury or what have you. So, you know, look, it, it is... It is kind of a chancy thing, and, and sometimes it's going to work out, and sometimes it's not. But I think most of the times, if you're doing your homework and due diligence, it will work out. And I think you got to listen to a, a lot of different factors. I really do love looking at the consensus rankings, how, wherever you go to for them, whether it's a CBS or an ESPN or, or something like Fantasy Pros where it, it pulls a bunch of guys um, or, or gals who are actually prognosticating where players are going to be drafted. And you really like taking – I love to take a look at like kind of like – you know, where, where those quarterbacks ranked, say, between 20 and 30, uh, those running backs ranked in like the like 
above 30 or receivers ranked above 30 and look at some names that kind of stand out to me that I think are going to outperform. So I think looking at the rankings is interesting to see because I, I really like when I see someone that I think is going to be a breakout player kind of with a little bit less of uh, fanfare around that player. Yeah, I think, uh, quite frankly, the best thing that happens for people who uh, had a strong opinion on Patrick Mahomes where there are a lot of people, the majority of people, who didn't even have Patrick Mahomes listed not only as a QB1, he wasn't listed in the top 12. Uh, you know, in a lot of places, uh, he was probably wasn't even ranked in the top 15, which increased the likelihood that if you had a strong opinion, you would, you would get the player. So th- that always helps. And uh, you find yourself, uh, if, if it's against the grain of what people think, are you 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 then go in and think to yourself, oh, okay, maybe I'll get a little better on the price because the consensus is not where I am on the player. Yeah, absolutely. I'm like it gets me giddy with excitement. It's like, it's kind of like bucking the trend a little bit. So 100. percent Yeah. So I guess the way I'll leave it off is you know go in with a conviction. You know don't don't be halfway on a player. Um, have a backup plan. We're going to get into all of this. Look, we're going to double back to specific players in these categories, sleepers, breakout, bust, and all, all of this stuff. But, you know, when we talk about it, we just feel like we want everyone to understand the terminology, how we mean it when we're talking about it. Uh, I think, you know, everyone is not an expert on fantasy football. They haven't been playing for 20 or 30 years like we have. Um, and, and, and to understand the terminology helps you when we're talking about that particular, and we're using that particular phrase. So, yeah, that's uh, that's about it. Was there anything else you wanted to add about breakouts for this uh, segment? Absolutely not. But you know what? You've inspired me to do some research tonight. So uh, after we get off of this, I'm going to start looking at uh, those lists. That's what I'm going to do. All right. Excellent job and uh, great, uh, great, uh, great talk. And uh, we're going to be back uh, soon with a uh, podcast on bus, what that means, and uh, and uh, some. Um, some instances where we've uh, been on the wrong end of the bus. So uh, (laughs) talk about that and uh, everyone have a great night. All right, Wiz, thanks. Have a good night.